Hi, I'm Molly Stewart. And I'm Brad Fitch, and this is Home, Home for Hallmark. Hallmark, your new Countdown to Christmas podcast miniseries. Molly, it's been a busy week for the two of us, but uh, we've still managed to endure two Hallmark movies. Right, we suffered through A Timeless Christmas and Meet Me at Christmas. Christmas Moons? Love at first sight? But with the wrong guy? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Well, Molly, I heard you had a very busy week this week. Oh, gosh, it was so busy. It was so, so busy and so fast, so, so festive. Yeah, so what did you do? So um, my husband and I were invited by this guy, I know, who uh, works in city government, and he um, invited us to be part of a PSA program here in our local city government to um, promote safe, corona-safe holiday um, celebrations. It, it was really, really fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was sort of following your personal social media. How was the uh, feedback from the community on that, um, not uplifting. I, I <laughs> any, de- nice to- <laughs> any death threats? <laughs> well, not to me personally. Oh, well, that's good. You were just the, uh, you were a supporting I, character, right? I, right, right. I'm just I was just a soccer mom heading to the mall. But so. I mean, you've made your uh, commercial it's debut, screen debut. So, I mean, screen debut, yeah. right? Because t- I can't wait to see the other comments that come through. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they'll be uplifting, really in the spirit of the holiday, really um, about, you know, mankind and peace on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because why wouldn't it be? Hashtag 2020. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I also received a good bundle of holiday cheer this week. Oh. So at work, I have been tasked with, you know, giving back some holiday cheer. And uh, one of those things required me to go to the, the you know, <laughs> Lowe's. <laughs> big box. <laughs> big yep. box. Yep. Big box home store where I proceeded to buy 233 boxes of miniature twinkle lights. Oh, boxes? Yeah. 233 boxes. Yeah. So like the whole store's worth. It was like a 30%. 30% of their inventory. <laughs> yeah, I had a big I had a big pallet. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was when I got to the cashier, I guess I guess this is the thing during like the holiday shopping that they want to make sure that every item is scanned to make sure that there's no, you know, shoplifting or that make yeah, sure they're inventory, inventory right. right. So, unfortunately for me, I had to stand in line at the cashier checkout where she <laughs> proceeded to scan beep 233 beep. times. <laughs> beep. Uh-huh. And the people behind me, I got mm. I got some really some real warm and fuzzies it's from them. It's the most wonderful <laughs> time. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's been busy mm. for both of us. Yeah, we're crazy. we're really uh ramping up to be in full-fledged holiday Christmas mode. Um but you know, in a very strange way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the best we can, right? <laughs> we're going to do what we can do. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're going to make the most of it. The alternate is that we're not here to to celebrate to at all. Celebrate. And that's not a good option. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. So I um, saw on Instagram mm. um, from Christmas Daddy. The, oh, I think yeah. His name Christmas is Daddy. <laughs> Christmas Daddy. From Deliver by Christmas. Deliver by yes. Christmas. What is his name? Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm the worst. Darian something. I'm sorry, sorry, Christmas Daddy. Sorry, Christmas Daddy. <laughs> you will always be hashtag Christmas Daddy. Yeah. But th- posted on Instagram, and I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if you've seen on other, they've, they've done this a few times where the caption is, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of a, a oh, genre. Oh, like a genre of a movie. Yeah, right, okay. And then asked it to write a movie of its own. Here's the first page. Well, <laughs> he posted, he posted the, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Hallmark Christmas movies and then asked it to write a Hallmark Christmas movie of its own. Here is the first page. Oh God, this is going to be good. Okay. Title, The Christmas 
on Christmas. <laughs> Interior. Small town snow globe refillery. We see a single mother refilling snow globes, snow globes with Christmas juice. She is widow. Her husband died in every war. <laughs> single mother. I refill globes better than Jesus Claus, yet still my twins are dad free. Why? They need double dad. <laughs> Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases, and he's Hallmark hot. Single mother continued. Hi, do you know your snow globes lack wet? <laughs> Hurry. Christmas attacks soon. Businessman has flashback to when he was business boy. A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. <laughs> he now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits the flashback. Businessman. Shut your sound. I am from huge city. I bought your land and I'm turning it into an oil resort. Single mother. <laughs> rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am widow. My husband is now bones. <laughs> Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. They are all gift wrapped in eggnog. <laughs> Businessman. All of my wife's are bones. That is America. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. Single mother. I too own prince. I too own twins. Please don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Businessman. Laugh. I bought Christmas and now it is never. Unless we go on dates. Single mother. I cannot date because of a snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is bones. Bones help nobody. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my ideal Hallmark movie. I think I would watch it. That would be a five snowflake movie right there if this is the intro. Well, they had me at Jesus Claus. Jesus Claus wins. Wins Christmas. Well, unfortunately, this is not a real movie. No. The movies we The movies we, we watched, watched were not as good. So, are we going to are we going to dive in there? Are, are we going to Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Meet Me at Christmas, which, um, yeah. so we have Joan, a problem solver mother. Her son is getting married this coming weekend, which, you know, mm -hmm. sets us up for lots of fun. A floral shop assistant? Assistant, right. And um, For uh, Paige's Flowers, Boutique oh, Florist. you wrote that down? I did. Yeah. Did you see that? That bouquet that she put together was just pure barferific. <laughs> a little this, a little that. <laughs> and it looked like it. It looked like it. <laughs> my, my favorite is, and I don't, I didn't ever catch her name, uh, Joan's coworker. Immediately after she does that bouquet, she says, Oh, you really should just go out and start your own business. Yeah. I, yeah. Right in front of Paige, the business owner. <laughs> well, wasn't her business going to be uh, slightly different? I mean, wasn't she going to be a wedding planner? I don't think that's established at that point. Right. But I, I don't think it's established at that point. But and then and then there was like the whole, but Paige would, there's nothing Paige would love more than to have you as her competition. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> Although, that's how capitalism works. <laughs> right. Competition, the better. So, yeah. So Joan is, has a son who's getting married, of course, on Christmas Eve. Because he's a selfish bastard. Well, Who doesn't? That's, <laughs> well, we've talked about this, we right? We have. It, it, <laughs> Flight, hotel. Yes. I mean, and we, people were coming. It's Colorado, right? Um, people are coming in from Vermont. People are coming in from everywhere. What's interesting, though, is there, like, there's eight people at the wedding. 
And then we have Uncle Bo. What what was your first impression of Uncle Bo? Um, I have I have one a seven letter word starts with an A. Um, amazing, A M A C. That's seven. Asshole. Oh well. As he walks right up to a stranger. Excuse me, madam. Can you please get out of my way so I can take a picture of this beautiful Christmas tree? Yeah. <laughs> and mean, then what? She's supposed to fall madly in love with an abusive prick that just what? Well, I. So but he's a lone wolf travel photographer. Right. So you know, I'm thinking like Sean Penn in Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Or something. So yeah, he's a lone wolf and... Bottom line, he doesn't like people. No. And then, of course, we're going to find out why. It's, you know, <laughs> at some point. Why doesn't he like people? All of a sudden, he starts liking people and shit. Right. So he, so they're, they're at the Snowfall Lodge in Colorado where these two young people mysteriously met for the first time 28 years ago. That's so nice. anyway... Katie, who's like a non-character. Right. I mean, she's like... Oh, she's I mean, I feel worst. bad for her. Her dialogue was awful. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if the actress could have done anything good with it. To begin with, because the, the dialogue Or was, was the dialogue just... written for her, and they were like, well, this is all... We know that she's going to be able to deliver. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyway... Well, we don't know. We will never know. Well, I've captured a few of her, her finest lines. Oh, really? I did. Okay. They we, Frantically, she receives a phone call that the wedding planner, last minute, has had, <laughs> uh, has had a celebrity engagement. So, no, a celebrity elopement, elopement. opportunity. So she had to... Uh, <laughs> to cancel last minute. So here Katie pulls out this list of two pages. Because small town vet assistant from Colorado ha- hired a wedding planner who's going to get a celebrity elopement opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. So now there's only four of them. It's only Joan and Uncle Bo and Liam and Katie. And they've got they've got a lot of things to do. Um, a lot. In four days. A lot of things. The best part is, is so they're all sitting in the, the lobby talking about this. And um, one of Katie's finer lines is picks up the phone and beep, beep, beep. Oh, sorry. We got to go. We're going to be late. We're going to be late to our fittings. <laughs> we'll meet you in the afternoon for the cake tasting. So, so yeah. So then Joan and uh, Bo go off to town. Keep in mind, at this point, we're now 25 minutes into this movie. So we have not, nothing has happened. No, nothing. No. So Not that anything will happen the whole film. But. Right. They go into town and they decide to go into the local bakery. Although, you know what? I really want... A gingerbread donut. I do. Do you want one? I don't like gingerbread. Oh. Mm. So she goes up and go t- take a number. There's no one in the bakery, but she's got to take <laughs> she's a number. She's by herself. They're by themselves, yeah. <laughs> and those are not normal take a number tags. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> those are like print shop. Like, yeah. One, two, three, They're four, as big five. big as your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she has a flashback about the fact that when she was 18, mm at this same bakery trying to get, there was only one uh, gingerbread donut left. And they only make them one week a year. One week a year. Yeah. And because why would you, in some crazy scheme to make money, make them more than one week a year? So I mean, that's weird. mysterious boy number five, who just <laughs> happens to be in there as well, switches numbers with her number four. Number four. She gets the, she gets the donut and then he leaves. Just so, ran, yeah, just leaves. Out. I'm out. <laughs> I guess he also just wanted the donut. So they have a flashback, they share a bite of the donut, and then that's when the guy walks up and says, oh, do you want to um, join the snowman competition? Yeah, well, they're out on the porch. So then it it comes back to real time. Joan is reminiscing and looking at the number in her hand. She gets the donut. She gets two, one for her and one for Bo, and yes. she goes to the door. She looks at him, and they have this. <gasps> it's you, isn't it's you. it? It's you. It's you. <laughs> It's you. Commercial. <laughs> Who wouldn't remember some random fucking dude you ran into in a bakery 28 years ago? 28 years ago. <gasps> it's you. 
Right. Yeah. It was a moment. And then, oh, but then they were interrupted because then Liam and Katie came in. So oh, they, that's right. They couldn't have. To taste their gross buttercream frosting. Buttercream. Yeah. Frosting. Abomination. And uh, I like peppermint. Peppermint. Then there's a couple of just random awkward scenes where they're kind of, you know, <laughs> trying to talk about. Then they're in the, is it the Holly room? I think it's the Holly the room. The Holly room, yes. You know, because they're having this wedding at this luxurious yeah. inn. And the room is like. But they are not. <laughs> the size of your living room. Right. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie the concierge. He was ridiculous. <laughs> when he, you he know, was easily bribed though. Right. But I mean, you're not allowed to go anywhere. No. Nope. You can do whatever you want in this room. However, every other room in restaurant is totally booked. booked. Totally booked. You're not allowed to go in there. <laughs> Charlie's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, so then we've got, um, then there was this, when, you know, Bo finally says, you know, let's talk about this, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. And this is like, it's one of my least favorite scenes. And Joan says, I, I never told Liam that the night I met his dad, I spent a romantic day with someone else. <laughs> we need to keep it a secret because I don't want to tarnish Liam's memory of his father. Well, and she refers to it as our past. Our past. Our past. And we should end our story at that Ferris wheel. So, and again, I mean, right at the snowman, when they asked what their names were, oh, I don't, so we're, we're not even a full day. We're, they, they spent six hours together. Yeah, probably. This is a yeah. six hour rendezvous. Right. So far. Yeah. That started in the donut shop. So they did the donut shop, the snowman competition, and the Ferris wheel. And the Ferris wheel. Right. And then then they had to go do something else. And so they were going to meet back, right? Right. And and then that's that's when they were going to actually meet, like learn each other's names. Right. But instead, he doesn't show up. We don't know why. (laughs) And here comes Morgan. Right. The fellow Elmstead University. Oh, I love that part, by the way. When they were walking into the bakery and she... Again, because they had nothing to talk about. Um, she says, oh, where did you go to college? And he said, Boston University. Go, what did he say? Yeah. No, it was like, go lion cats or not bobcats. <laughs> go, you know, Wolverine or something, you know, like. Well, yeah, like a normal college. And then he yeah. said, well, where did you go? And she said, Elmstead University. Go beavers. <laughs> like, what a great mascot. Uh, <laughs> um, so then here comes Katie. You know, they've just had this little interaction where Joan is adamant that they can't talk about their, it's just, their past. We just can't. We can't. You know, We're going to ruin Liam's, Liam's life. Right. So Katie walks in and, you know, here here's the room. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Oh, it, uh, it, it was boxes. It, <laughs> there was nothing set up. It was just like an right. empty room. Yeah. All this, I can't even believe you made it look like this. <laughs> so <laughs> then they're in... It's the next morning. I think after that, Joan's got to retire. She's, she's exhausted. She's, she's so exhausted. You know, you she, know, there's a lot to process, you right. know, running into this love of her life that she had like 45 minutes with 28 she's, years ago. She's recovering from a lot of things, right? <laughs> like what? Well, I mean, her broken heart, a dead, yeah. a dead husband. Yeah, but her husband died. A recent facelift. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop right there, Brad. She was tired. She had to go to her room. Her heartbreak? So- Morgan died when Liam was little, right? Yes. So that's you like know, 24, 25 years ago. Well, no, because Liam is, by my calculation, only 22 because he has just graduated okay. and taken so a it was semester. 18 years ago. Right. Okay. So therapy. <laughs> therapy. Um, yeah. So she's tired. Okay. Um, tired. So the next morning, you're yes. at breakfast. Right. It's very awkward. 
between Joan and Bo. And we find out that Liam has been offered two, um, what, two consulting firms yeah, have offered him right. some some good because job I mean, offers. Who gets that? Right. You know, they out of college straight to an internship and then two jobs. Right. And as, you know, Joan reminds us, he's just a very, he's just such a bright kid. And, you know, I'm not surprised in the least. We'll come to find out he's three days before his wedding has decided that, no, nah, I don't want those jobs. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I don't want them. <laughs> and, Never mind. and I'm sorry. I know that Bo, Bo, you know, he's, got, he's opinionated throughout this movie, right? Um, yeah, yeah, he is. That's one way to put it. Well, I'm sorry. I, I totally agreed with him in this moment. Well, I did too. Like, what are you I doing, kid? Like, that's irresponsible. Okay, but Hallmark movies are all about following your dreams. Following your and dreams. Your passion. Making your Christmas wishes. That's right. At midnight. But it has to be right when the tree lights up or it doesn't come true. Right. But yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. Three days, be- you're getting married. I, I want to know where they live. I want to know where Liam and Katie live. I, I want to know all kinds of things. Me too. That, But then I realize I don't want to know. I don't either. <laughs> But yes, there's so, nothing really there worth knowing. So Joan once again gets pissed because, you know, Bo has overstepped his boundary by criticizing. Well, and, you know, some people do what they say they're going to do, which is a total dig at Bo because he didn't show up at the Christmas tree. Right. Then where are we? We're at the point where it's when Bo acknowledges that he was wrong. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he yeah. apologizes to Joan and he invites her to dinner. Yeah. And, oh, I, don't, I can't, we can't make this complicated. No, no we can't complicate. We can't complicate things. It's going to be a half working dinner, but no. Yeah, make sure that she knows that it's a working dinner. Right. And she still declines. At this point, the grandma, who convinces her to go to dinner. I think it was it's, Liam. It was Liam, yeah. Right. It was Liam. Oh, because, of course, he the same spiel. You do everything for everyone else. Always. You never do. You so, deserve to have some fun. So she goes and rings the doorbell. Yeah. And he says, well, what changed your mind? And she said, oh, I decided that I deserved, some, deserved a little fun. Yeah. So... He surprises them with what else? Oh. A horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I mean, even if that wasn't a horrible moment, which it wasn't a horrible moment, and you no. find out that he has a picture of her from back then on the mm-hmm. table, and he's been looking at it, and um, and even if that wasn't a horrible moment, the fucking carriage ride. I mean, it, did they just ruined, <laughs> ruined I, it. I just want to see somebody drive. A, a car. A car. And wa- not on the way to the airport to stop the other person from leaving. Right. I just want to see like some real, real romance. <laughs> In a Hyundai. In a Hyundai. <laughs> so they have, um, they have their dinner. He asks her, Bo asks Joan to dance in the middle of the pizzeria. <laughs> With no, no dancing, no live music. No, li- They're just dancing like a couple of imbeciles. Right. Well, and she, I think she even says, well, there's no one dancing yet. And he says, well, let's be number one or how about how about at number five? Let's be number one. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh yeah. God! In heaven. So this whole like ref, like numeric <laughs> reference, you know. <laughs> so as they're dancing, he's looking at her and Ugh. you're as beautiful as I remember you. I'm sorry. I believe I believe this next line. She made a joke at herself, and she said, "Well, yes, I have a very extensive skincare routine." Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sure you do, Joan. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> Brad, that's enough. Okay. You, you got line. Uh, so after after dinner, <laughs> they, he's he's still up for some more Christmas cheer. So oh. where do, where do they go? The Ferris wheel. Because <laughs> <laughs> they want to barf up whatever they ate. Right. They and want, uh, they want uh, it centrifuged out of them. And now, now we're at the point where he's starting to get calls from his editor. 
the editor is now <laughs> calling to offer him a new gig. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, Bo was fine with taking something December 26th. Now this offer has come in for him to spend two months in Alaska. So as he's dealing with his editor, Joan sees a baby stroller and has another PTSD flashback. Right. And before that, she was having a nice evening. A she was really enjoying her company. And then, bitch. Yeah. Just <laughs> bitch mode. So I had a flashback with yeah. young Joan and young Morgan with baby Liam. And when she comes <laughs> out of her, her trance, she immediately, again, she's exhausted. She's got to go back to the hotel right yeah. away. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> the next morning, again, after another awkward ending to an evening, mm. they wake up to find out that <laughs> an unexpected storm has hit. Unexpected storm in the mountains <laughs> of Colorado. Snowfall Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> and a tree has fallen that has caused a leak and is affecting the heating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're having issues with power. And so now all of a sudden, well, what once better again. Way, what better way to to pivot than have a wedding outdoors? If in it's, eight feet of snow. If it's cold inside, <laughs> let's just move it outside. <laughs> well, she did want a winter wonderland wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So they have their, they, they get ready to do... The, the outdoor wedding, which they pull together in about 90 seconds. Well, and it's the, it's the day before. Yeah. And they're, they're moving out all the chairs and everything right now. Right. Because that's what you do, I guess. So now it's the night, the night before. And now Liam, or I'm sorry, Katie's parents have arrived for finally from the Nor'easter in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Immediately... She says, oh, sorry, got to go. I've got a spa appointment in five minutes. Her parents have just arrived, and she's like, I got to go. So Liam and her, his brother go out to have some more hot cocoa outside while I think Joan and the wife, what were they were doing some DIY craft with Something. some mason was that, jars. Is that the wreath decorating party? Oh, that, that was used? earlier oh. when you know Charlie made the Martha Stewart oh, of wreaths. Another wreath decorating. Another party. wreath decorating. <laughs> I didn't want to touch on it because I know we harp on the, we, the wreath making, but there was, listener, a absolutely making, a yes. homemade wreath making. I mean, they managed to get cocoa, eggnog, wreath decorating, and gingerbread house yeah. building. Because who doesn't build gingerbread houses at their rehearsal dinner? Rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Because oh. so, frosting on your nice clothes is good. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so uh, Bo and his brother are outside. Uh, again, they have just arrived. Mm -hmm. They have just arrived. Just walked right in the hotel. Right, and yeah. right outside to the, the fire pit. And the brother says, so uh, what about you and Joan? When I, <laughs> when I look at the two of you, there's something in the air. <laughs> Bo's, Bo's response was, it's probably just your jet lag. <laughs> You know, from Vermont to Colorado, it's, it's the jet lag. The other thing that was a very obvious to me, oh, and I don't know if you picked up on it, the brother, and I never got his name. He was not uh, substantial enough. Yeah. He had the thickest Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Bad. It was bad. He didn't try. So now it's the rehearsal dinner. Yes. And Bo shows up, and Joan <laughs> just happens to pull out her, you know, handy-dandy <laughs> tablet and Look at my new website. You've motivated me to start my new <laughs> wedding consultant and florist business. She's got the website. She's got yeah. the logo. Oh, she's yeah. Got, you know. This is like full on. Again, my favorite part of these movies is those screenshots that they don't really want you to see, right? So, I mean, it was thorough. So, at some point, Joan's adventure up in uh, Colorado, she had the time to create a website and a logo and all of the things that go with branding and starting up a, a new company um, <laughs> while also planning uh, a wedding. A wedding. He tells her about the fact that he has this op opportunity to go, or that he's planning on staying. Right. He's planning yeah. on he staying. He can do photography here. Yeah. yeah. And he wants to do family portraits. Right. <laughs> so for whatever reason, Liam barges into Bo's room. Did you notice that? I did. I, I did notice that. Followed by the chambermaid. 
Right in the middle, in at night with a stack because of, I stack always, of because, <laughs> <laughs> because housekeeping always comes to my hotel room at just the dead of night. I'll have to turn down the bed. So I, I'm not really sure what Bo or Liam is going into Bo's room for, but of course he finds the old, yes. the old photo of Joan, and mm, and now um, Joan's secrets almost it's starting to come out. Yeah, storms. Oh. He storms off to the reception dinner. Hey, Mom, I gotta ask you something. Yeah, what is it, honey? Did you did you know Bo before this week? Um, no, I mean, kind of. Kind of. Barely. We uh, we met once. How did you know? Doesn't matter. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't tell you because there was so much else going on this week. It just didn't seem important. The fact that you knew my fiance's uncle when you guys were younger seemed kind of important to me. It was a million years ago. How'd you know? We met here. Same night I met your father. Wait, what? You you guys, like, dated? Oh, honey. It was never romantic between me and Bo. It was just a silly day many years ago, and it meant nothing, I promise. Okay. Okay. Well, what about now? You guys have been spending a lot of time together. As friends, that's it. Listen, I believe that people get one shot at love, and for me, that love was your dad. We had a beautiful life together, and I... I miss him every day. I miss him too, Mom. There's nothing between me and Bo, and there never will be. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so this is right after Bo says, I'm going to stay in Colorado uh, yeah. to essentially be with you and do my business. And now now, she, now he's just overheard her say that there's never, ever anything between the two of them. Well, I mean, she and she was like, oh, that's great. You know, we could spend more time. I mean, she was very, like, welcoming of him being around. And then she's telling Liam. I mean, no wonder Liam's a little fucked up. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> So then they have this very, I mean, they're very standoffish with one another. You know, yeah, she, because this time it's the boy that overhears the conversation and right. loses. So she, she, they're sitting at the table. Oh, well, just go. You should, you should take that job and go to Alaska. What, well, what time tomorrow for the wedding? Oh, the wedding's good. I don't need your help anymore. So they have the wedding. Yeah. Then they go to the reception. They freeze their asses off outside for 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's less than that. Whatever. Well, of course it is. It's a Hallmark wedding. It was then the, the worst vows ever. 45 seconds. I mean, you could tell like the unmarried uncle wrote the fucking vows. <laughs> <laughs> well, poor Bo. He didn't know if he was a guest or a photographer because he would be s- taking a picture and then sitting down, taking a picture and <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> like, you know, he was like part of the- <laughs> What am I doing here? <laughs> he was a guest, but he was, he was a working guest. <laughs> so then they're at the reception yeah. and- of course, Pesky Jones' mom. Well, what's going on with the two oh, of you? Oh, this is by far the what's best. What's going on with the two of <laughs> the you? The best part of the film right yeah. here. And keep in mind, this is about three minutes yeah. from the last scene that we just watched. Is everything okay? I was going to ask you the same. Me? Oh, I'm wonderful. This is one of the best days of my life. I've noticed you and Bo have barely said a word to each other all day. That. Mom. I've already told you there's nothing going on with me and Bo. Joe, I can tell there is. Why are you holding back? Because of Liam? He would want you to be happy. Yeah, not if he knew the whole truth. Mom, how am I supposed to tell Liam that I did have love at first sight the day I met his dad, not with Morgan, with Bo? Uh, we were just coming to grab you for some photos. Yeah, I don't, um... It's a good time for that. Not a good time for that. Not a good time. 
Is there ever a good time for that? So we've got now, now Joan is chasing after Liam, who essentially is like, all right, well, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me? You're old. David wants you to be happy. He, he's been dead for 20 like, years. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been single. I've been single all these years and you wouldn't, you don't even give a crap. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm it turns like, out you're a grown person that can process emotions. Well, what? that's why this movie lives on the Hallmark movies and mysteries. Because <laughs> that was the big mystery. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was who was four and who was five. So. Oh, God. Let's wrap this up. Please. Okay, we've got, let's we've wrap got two it up. scenes. So essentially, then she realizes that she's messed up. Oh, jo- you know, Joan says, Liam, where, where's Bo? She assumes that he's already. Taken off for Alaska. He's just ditched the, the rest yeah, of the because wedding. Because people don't change. Right. Yeah. But before that, <laughs> Charlie the concierge comes up and he's now apparently the manager of the hotel. And, and said, the, he's the marketing manager. He's the concierge. He's book, does all the bookings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we would like you to be our new wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Joan. He's HR. <laughs> Joan has just received a job offer from Charlie the concierge. <laughs> then they go outside. And she's standing, of course, at the Snowfall Lodge famous Christmas tree where everyone is required to put their own Christmas ornament before the tree lights. Joan has been very emotionally drained through this whole experience. This whole so she thing. did not have an ornament. Well, here comes Bo with a oh. homemade ornament for her. Oh. I laughed out loud when he handed her that <laughs> ornament because he took that picture like five, five minutes seconds before. before. Well, he's got a Kodak, a Kodak Instaprint. Don't all world-renowned photo- travel photographers have their Kodak Instaprint? Um, so he hands her a homemade <laughs> ornament with a photo of her. Essentially, it's like a very like like voyeuristic where yeah. you take a photo of somebody else when they they don't. You mean know. the old photo of her? No, oh. the, the new photo. So anyway. <laughs> They put the ornaments on the tree. Yeah. He says, I got everything I wanted for and I Christmas. Wish for Christmas. Yes. And I thought, Molly, I thought that this Hallmark kiss was going to end well. <laughs> These are two seasoned actors. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it started okay until it panned out and you realized <laughs> that he was standing there kissing her with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> And you know, I did not notice that because as soon as they kissed, I was like, okay, it's over. Like, I can, <laughs> you know, the music starts to come up. I'm like, I can, okay, I can check out. I did not notice. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> you don't kiss people with your hands in your pockets? And like, what if it's really cold? Well, it depends <laughs> on what your hands are in the pocket for. <laughs> Well, we talked way longer on that movie than than I was thinking we were going to. We had a grievance. (laughs) We we don't get that time back, Brad. I know. We don't get it back. Well, so let's just, let's jump into uh, a timeless Christmas. Timeless. You were really excited about this one because you really, (laughs) you really did think it was going to be some like ultra futuristic sci-fi well, I was hoping I was hoping for something there was like a sliver something interesting <laughs> a sliver something. of of time travel and that was it and then it was all about should I travel or should should I stay or should I go right, yeah. right. yes so uh, the film is set in Cutter Springs New York now yeah. New York now of course this isn't at all corny or stupid because he we we open with Charles Whitley. He's at an auction. He's buying an antique Christmas clock yep. for his um, fiance, Eliza. fiance Eliza. And when he gets it home, he finds out that the spring has been cut. Well, cutter. I want to. I, I want to throw this out there that within the first sixty seconds of this good old movie, there was another horse and carriage. 
But, well, I mean, at least, but at least this is set in 1903. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a fucking reason for that. Right. But Cutter Springs, stop. Stop now. There's no oh. excuse for that. Yeah, right? There's no fucking excuse for oh, that. I, oh, Inexcusable. I, I get it now. <laughs> and isn't it, doesn't it make you want to vomit? Like you're, like what? Who wrote, th- where is the person who wrote that? I want to throw poo at your house. Oh, I kind of like it. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Cause don't say I'm that. just, we are not friends. Okay. We are no longer friends. Sorry, listener. Okay. Our podcast is now dissolved. <laughs> dissolved. So, auction. Uh, Charles Whitley's buying this Christmas clock for Eliza Parker, who, by the way, has so many eyebrows. So much. <laughs> 1903. So much eyebrows. There's, there's well, 1903. <laughs> all I'm saying is the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw her was eyebrows. Like, that's all I'm saying. Well, I, I, I like th- her I, microblader went off. <laughs> I was just distracted because here comes Rosie with a tray of goddamn hot chocolate, <laughs> hot cocoa. And cocoa. I'm yes. not in the mood for hot cocoa anymore today. Anymore, right? Because, because Charles won't go to her family's Christmas party. <laughs> it is the event of the season. I mean, you know, I was I was trying to find these Hallmark set decorators. They've got a lot going on. I was looking in that first scene for some indication of like a plugged in Christmas light. Nothing. There was nothing. Oh, no. good for them. The tree was totally, you know, good for naked. Them. Nice. We we meet more Moran. Moran. Oh right. Right. Yeah, in uh, the so it's like the Tesla. You know who's the other guy? <laughs> Edison. Did the, oh. the Tesla Edison the Tesla rivalry? Edison? That's the that's the rivalry. Well, it's you're one of them. It's, I mean, there's there were a bunch of rivalries there. Okay, Tesla, which one would you Tesla? Which one would you compare it to? Ford and Dodge? No. I don't know. I don't know about cars. Anyway, anyway, there's a rivalry. Okay. And he says, I wouldn't work with you if you were the last engineer on earth. I've seen the way you look at my eyebrow fiance. Right? Well, we'll get to that we'll in get just there. a little bit. Then we've so, got eyebrow fiance. So, and then we've got Kenneth. Oh, I don't remember. He wasn't. That, you know, he, well, because he got invited to the Christmas party. Oh, that's the, the, right. The, the Christmas party he never goes to. Right. And <laughs> the reason I mentioned that, I had to go back because there's a moment later in the movie that I was like, this is, this is weird. But so he walks into the house and uh, the first thing he says was, oh, two wreaths. Isn't that elaborate? A little, isn't that a little much? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a billionaire, a billionaire engineer guy. But one of his, I, I'm going to call it his butler. Probably, yeah, it probably is. You know, yeah. said, oh, Seb, would you, they don't have accents. But they, they did <laughs> But have, it would have been better if they had. They had some <laughs> accent. I don't know what, like old English. I <laughs> uh, said, oh, are you going to be joining us for the annual Christmas party? We're having it in the kitchen as usual. And he was like, no, no, I'm not. I don't go into the kitchen, bitch. Right. So then we've got Rosie, who is his, essentially his right-hand woman. Yes. You know, she's yeah. his head maid, but he acknowledges. But she's not just a maid. She's his friend. Yeah. Well, and she even says that. I'm just a maid. So he's in his office at night. I loved it. She came in with the sherry. This is two for two. <laughs> Right. There was alcohol in, there was actual alcohol in this movie. There was. That was consumed and. Right. Thank you, Hallmark. These are adults. Realistic. Yeah. Thank you for being realistic. So Rosie comes in with the tray of sherry and Charles is trying to fix the cut spring. (laughs) Cut spring. (laughs) In Cutter Cutter Springs. Kind of love it. Uh, Um, He's got a picture of Eliza and him on his desk. And Rosie says something like, I'm just a maid, but never (laughs) have I seen a more mismatched pair. Oh. You know, <laughs> or I think she actually said a more mismatched pair I've ever seen. Some old timey crap. 
so there's all these play on words, right? Yes. So, yes. you know, he's like, well, I'm a gentleman of a certain age and that's the expectation. And she <laughs> says something like, true love is worth waiting for. Time will tell. But how do you know when it's found you? Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. So he fixes that clock. He does. And, uh, and what does the inscription say? Something, uh, oh. It says, oh, oh wait, 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 I've got it written down here. Something like, wind me on a Christmas. Wind, no, wind, wind me once on a Christmas, Christmas moon. moon. Love will find you soon. Well, Charles uh, wound that clock up four times. <laughs> Which is probably why he ended up... <laughs> in 2020. A hundred years later. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, no, it was a one, two. I counted. <laughs> he clearly didn't follow well, then instructions on the it's Christmas It's like moon. he's sniffing glue. It's like he sniffed glue. <sighs> Not that I've ever sniffed glue. Oh. I don't endorse that. So he wakes up. I, I loved it. He said it very quietly. I don't know if you picked up on this. He I said, probably not. What the deuce? What? What? <laughs> he said, what the deuce? What does that even mean? It means, I looked it up. It means um, <laughs> an exclamation used to emphasize surprise, shock, or bafflement. Deuce oh is a minced oath in place of the word devil. Just what the deuce is going on here? <laughs> what in the deuce? So he did. I because I, I had like in our house it means something else. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it. What the deuce? <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Mm. So oh, he, yeah, you yeah. know, he goes downstairs and we're introduced to Megan Turner. Turner. Yes, who? Oh, this woman is so annoying <laughs> because I I, I want to emphasize here she is museum director. Right. She is an actor in this weird role play reenactment reenactment museum. Right. She's the caterer. Right. She's overseeing the the menu for the Christmas party. Right. Uh, She is a P. She has. She has her PhD and wrote her dissertation on Charles Whitley and is applying to um, Moran University to be a professor. Yes. Because all the people in her family are professors. All of those all, things. All of them. She's doing all of those things. So we're introduced <laughs> to her. She's wearing a maid outfit, a maid mm-hmm. uniform. Well, we also find out she's Rosie's, what, great, 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 great granddaughter. Great, great granddaughter. Yeah. I want to say here, by the way, that Megan wears the, nur- uh, the nurse, the maid uniform more <laughs> than she doesn't in this movie. More than she's, way more. <laughs> she's, she's in that, Dear God. she's in that costume a lot. Ugh. So, yeah, we're introduced to her. Yep. We're introduced to Kenny, who is the pesky yep. operations manager yep. of and the, the museum. And the assistant director, yeah. And the assistant right. director who, right. of this. Three people go to this museum. They, they need a director and an assistant director. It's, and it's, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. It's worrisome. Like, I want, like I, I worry. So. And then we've got Amber and. Um, oh, I, yeah. And what's his name with the pencil <laughs> eyebrows? Yeah. <laughs> and Dan. Damn. And they, they were both, I mean, cla- like really well, highly trained actors. Well, she went to Juilliard and he went, to, he had, what was the, some oh, method, the Strumdor right? method. And they ended up being. We saw this ad. They must've been on backstage.com and they saw, <laughs> saw this ad for reenactment theater but in you know, Cutter Springs. You know, I don't want to bag on frustrated performers. I mean, when you are trying to make a living as a performer, you, you take the work you can but get. But then you, you don't get to complain. <laughs> Also, I was very like, was this like a script? I mean, it seemed like this was a scripted reenactment because Amber kept saying, "Oh, you should say that line a little slower." Right? Right? Oh, it's not Shakespeare. (laughs) He said that multiple times. Oh my god! But I never Uh, really. He could have said other things. I mean, his eyebrows were really bad. So bad. They were so bad. So bad. Like he needed some of Eliza's eyebrows. Like I was kind of thinking, like, they could share. It made it hard. It hurt oh, to watch. It was so hard to watch. 
Um, so Charles comes down the stairs. What the devil are you doing in my house? I didn't authorize this expenditure. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and so they're all sort of, yeah, oh, look, we've got a new Charles. It's just Because the old one, I mean, he wouldn't have sh- shown up on a day when there was the old actor there and they could have gone, what the hell? Right. And it wasn't the day that the new actor came. From the, the new actor, something came up. From the talent agency. <laughs> Keep in mind. In Cutter Springs. In Cutter Springs. There's a lot of fucking <laughs> There's a talent agent in Cutter Springs <laughs> that cast oh. the Whitley Museum holiday reenactment. And apparently they have, you know, their clientele includes Juilliard trained performers in Cutter Springs. Well, again, going back, maybe these actors, it was a global pandemic. They were out of work. There was no work anywhere to be found. They jumped at the opportunity. Well, yeah. But now they've been stuck there who knows how long. So <laughs> it's just re- the whole first it's half so of bad. this movie. The premise is he is, he's confused. They're confused. Who are you? you but it's like not, he's not, he's surprisingly not shocked. It's like, oh, look, that airplane, like the flying machine or the car. I mean, it's not like a level of shock, like what the fuck happened? It's like, oh, this is weird. Like not my whole life dissolved and now I'm living in Star Trek time. Well, right. And when I, when Megan approached him and said, okay, I think it's time for you to leave. And he didn't. And then the sheriff showed up. Call the he, sheriff. <laughs> I don't believe in wasting time. So I shall go with you. <laughs> right. And then uh, tells Megan to go look under the secret floor panel right? in, in his office for his diary and, you know, a bottle of wine from yeah. 1899. Ooh, I want to drink that, though. I do. That would be good. Well, again, there, at least there was alcohol. Real in this alcohol. Movie. Yep. Yep. So when she shows up at the poli- the sheriff's office, oh, sh- Mr. Sheriff, you've had a, oh, we've had a total miscommunication. And, <laughs> and, and this is uh, Charles Garland. Garland. <laughs> is, is, is this right, sir? <laughs> well, absolutely. Mm, uh, <laughs> yes. Because all of a sudden she believes him. Right. Because she's also not surprised. Well, and, and what is it that she says that he's, he's um, like a method actor and he can't break character? Some, for- right. It's <laughs> like, so, oh, Jesus. Okay. So then when we get outside, we find out that yes megan has her phd but that she has written her dissertation on this man yes she's obsessed she is she is obsessed it is unhealthy she knows every nook and cranny of him (laughs) don't say that ever again (laughs) this is a g-rated show well i wasn't we don't talk about nooks or crannies on this show. i was talking about the floorboards you already went over the line with the pocket Oh Lord! The, the floorboards. So, so then she takes him out to dinner after she realizes that it's the real Charles Whitley, and we're jumping forward. I'm sure I missed a lot. No. Oh no, there wasn't much to. There miss, wasn't Brad. much. There was not much. To miss. So, what is it that I am eating? What is this delicious, delicious dish? Right. Yes. Oh, that's pizza. Uh, it was a pepperoni. Um, what I did love about that scene, though, is that he remembered that that building from when his blacksmith. That oh. was one of the most interesting things that happened in the entire Oh, the Whit- Whitley steel? No, when no, when they were eating oh, the pizza. Oh, the, the yes, pizzeria yes, yes. had been that was one of the things that interested me the most about the entire movie. Like I want to know more about that. Cuz <laughs> that's the most interesting thing. thing. Um, yeah. So then they go back to the Whitley Museum mansion and and Megan graciously says, "Oh, you can you could just sleep, could just sleep here cuz we also do weddings and so we have some spare rooms that you can stay in." <sighs> so he goes and he finds his old what did she like his overnight yeah. kit yeah he's like pay, and, toiletries yeah <laughs> something and she opens she opens it up and he, uh. here comes a like a crusty powdered <laughs> tube of uh, toothpaste like uh. would they really have preserved that no 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 <laughs> and, and yeah. he says excuse me i i cannot be in a r- room alone oh. unchaperoned With a young woman 
Right. I'm chaperone. So she, they, they wrap things up and good night, Charles. Good night, Megan. Again, my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. Full they, names. Full always. names. At least they didn't do the middle and the last name as well. Right. Yeah. I have to say also something. I did really quite a little bit, a bit of like Googling during this movie. His facial hair <laughs> is totally inaccurate. So inaccurate. For 1903. Yes. Like he's rocking like the 2020 scruff. Mm-hmm. Like you would not look like that in 1903. No. But anyway, you know, I guess the Hallmarkies, <laughs> they like they like that look. So they decide that to keep this facade up, you know, Charles has to actually work at the museum. Well, he needs the 20th century money. Right. Oh, right. remember he, he was going to go to pay for the pizza. And it was $23. It was $23. Right. That's highway robbery. Right. <laughs> so Megan lures him into working at the, the museum by just playing himself. So they have these interactions. I loved it. The first time that he's there, they walk into the office with all these, because wow. apparently this is very popular. This museum is very popular at wintertime. Yep. Yeah, and huge. Huge. There's all of these spaces and off and ballrooms and <laughs> modern office spaces. So they walk in and, so what about this, Mr. Whitley? And he doesn't have anything to say. So, all right, well, we'll come back another time. And when they, you know, he makes some offhand remark and they sort of have this little banter. And then all of a sudden everybody pulls their phones out and they start recording it and taking <laughs> photos, right? <laughs> like it's Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie having this reenactment. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so... Jump ahead. Here comes Kenny, Kenneth, the next day. Oh, we're getting great reviews. Great. <laughs> we're really, the, the byplay between Charles and Rosie is just, just off the charts. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep up. And then, that... he, ha- then he hands them an envelope of money. And what is this? It, it, it was $25. <laughs> Did you see the 20? All I saw was the five. And I'm like, oh, big money. <laughs> well, that's big the, money. That, that's the tip jar. <laughs> Tip jars. Get right. So here. again, I have Cutter Springs in my notes because that the first time I really got the name of it was when she decides that he has to have some regular clothing. And this is Cutter just, Springs Mercantilers. Right. He's got to blend in into the right. into the community. Yeah, so she gotta... takes him shopping. <laughs> well, and then it was they dungarees. Are these dungarees? Dungar- appro- oh, they'd yes. be fine in my in my steel factory, but right. on the street, on the open street. They have a day shopping, mm-hmm. right? They... Um, <laughs> Run into mom and dad. Run into mom and dad. Of course. She made some comment about, and I think that this is when they were in the jewelry store the first time, Mm. that she stumbled upon that stunning snowflake necklace. (laughs) It was stunning. Stunning is one one word. And he asked her if if she's she's being courted. Being courted, yes. Right? Right. And she says something like, I'm not in any rush to start dating anytime soon. Time will tell. Time will tell. You know, he throws that back (laughs) Mm -hmm. at her. You know, her boyfriend left her for someone else. So she's, so she's not in a rush. Not in a rush. Not in a rush. Then they go outside to the Cutter Springs tree lighting, <laughs> which at least I appreciate that it was outside. At least it was outside. I don't know yeah. if you notice though, and I don't know if it was like a an editing or a time. It seemed like she really struggled to count down from five. I just remember how awkward it was when, when she was trying to teach him the words to what we wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm like, yeah. what? We wish you a Merry Christmas is a very old Christmas song. It's not like he wouldn't have known that. Christmas song. Right. It's ridiculous. And, and so um, when they meet the parents, you know, they, the <laughs> next day, oh, you have to come Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. She meets the parents and I think the mom's name was Sharon. No, I didn't even bother. And when he, They're all the same, when Brad. He, when, when, when he kissed her hand and <laughs> she looks at Megan, such manners. Such, <laughs> That's what she said. Not, <laughs> such manners. Oh. Then, I, and I don't know where this is. This was one of my favorite moments. 
it may have been before when he walked into the office um, when she was working on the Christmas invitation. Mm-hmm. And he said, what is this device? <laughs> and I don't know how she explained it. She's, you know, something like maybe like a digital electronic typewriter or something, right, right? Right, And then he's like, well, what do you, what are you doing on it? And then she just goes into the spiel. Oh, you know, I'm just sending out an evite to all our <laughs> Facebook followers, making sure they have the GoFundMe link, you know, making sure they subscribe <laughs> to us on LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and he didn't have any questions about no, that. No questions. No que- well, he, he did say, I don't think I understood most right. of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he doesn't know what this device is. And then, then you're going to go on these, um, these tangents. My other favorite part was when... And I believe it was after um, after he met the the parents. They find out about this um, the second full moon of a month. Right. right, right. How did they find out about that again? I think I think the mom said something about there being a Christmas. Moon oh, there was a Christmas on the moon. night of her party. Right. Yeah. And right. so as after they left, you know, he and then turned, he's like. Oh. A Christmas moon? A Christmas moon. And then he turns to <laughs> Megan and, Megan, Megan, was there a Christmas moon on December 18th, 1903? And it was like she opened her fucking uh, Farmer's Almanac <laughs> app on her phone and said, oh, absolutely. Yes, there was. <laughs> she knew like, just like that, that there was a full Instantly. moon. <laughs> well, I love the way she described the internet too, because he's like asking what the internet is and she's, well, it's acts, we have access to everything all over the world, but we mostly use it to argue with strangers and send each other cat pictures. Right. Which is... True. That's pretty accurate. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So now he, now we've got a mission in this movie. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. they got to find the clock. They've got to find the, the yeah, clock. Yeah, so he can go back. Because he's got to go back to 1903. He's got a fiance. Right. He's got... He's got to save his company because his company went into receivership, right? And then was dismantled. And then Moran took over the town or something. And Right. Yeah. Now now the museum is famous. They're selling <laughs> selling out on these reenactment tours. Mm-hmm. And um Because Charles could play himself. So right. So yeah. Charles decides that he's gotta he's wasted too much time. He's gotta find this clock. <laughs> you know, he just she just throws the <laughs> the invitation at him. <laughs> You're I, so obsessed with that invitation. I well I think this part in the movie, I was like, this woman is not only obsessed with him, she's also super manipulative. Oh yeah. I know everything about you and I know your whole history, but you wouldn't, wouldn't do that. But I also want you to stay for me and you should, I think you belong here. (laughs) Keep in mind that we find out in just a few scenes that she knows that the fiance that he's rushing back to find has married his nemesis. Uh, Yeah. Moran. Right. Right. So I loved that. So they have a conversation about he, no, he realizes he's messed up. So he go downstairs, they do their little reenactment. This was, I love this. So again, keep in mind that Megan has her PhD, done her dissertation. <laughs> I'm assuming it must be in museum history, history maybe history, yeah, history. history. Yeah. So she's the actor. She's the museum director. You know, she goes to Kenny to look for the clock. He's the operations manager. He's clinking he away. He started off as an archivist. Right. In the summers. But yeah, Megan, I'm go find the clock. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we stumble, didn't even get, we didn't get that it. much interesting stuff. No, but so then goes into the kitchen where Megan is preparing for the big Christmas party <laughs> and she's telling the chefs, oh, oh, that's good. And the plum cake. And, and then she's like, come, come over here. I want you to taste something. <laughs> she pulls out a spoon and is this gravy too thick? <laughs> she said that. I know and, she did. And then he said, no, it, I think he said something I think like, I've, I've never had this or it's just perfect. Or, 
And she says, well, you don't even know your own Christmas traditions. <laughs> this is what your your butler used to make every Christmas yeah. party. Well, if you don't have your own traditions, let me show you mine, which is taking oh. her him to her family's house for a tree topping activity, which I rolled my eyes. So bad. I thought, oh, well, this is, that would be fun. It would be fun. It, so did you notice that the, the ornament that they're trying to put on the top of the tree has no, it's flat on the bottom. There's no hole. Oh, no, there was a hole. There was not. Yeah, there was. Ay. He couldn't get, I mean, he barely got it. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> But he did win, <laughs> Molly. He did win. He did win. He did win. I'm that sorry, and I know that it's a, it's supposed to feel good. But I thought, oh, that could be a really like once we can come back together, that could be a really fun where everybody puts money into a bowl and then you win the money if you do it. No, the money went to charity. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so anyway. You, but you got to pick which charity it went to. <laughs> my charity, five hundred one c three. So, you know, then they come in to show a slideshow because that's also family tradition. Right. Where Who doesn't where, love a good slideshow? Where Megan's parents bring up a photo of their her great-great-grandma, Rosie. What, what is she doing in this what is well, Why well, is she at Moran's wedding? Well, who's, who's, who was his fiance? Oh, well, it was Eliza's fiance. So he storms out of the house and... Like a bitch. Right. And what, how could you not tell me? And uh, I didn't want to hurt you. And I, I don't know. So... <laughs> Then it's the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. We're jumping to the Christmas party. Cause yeah, because there's I, nothing I, I, of note did, in between. Was there anything? I think no, no, there was nothing of note. Well, you know, the one thing I did remember that he was walking through the streets at night. and he, Oh, he found the old guy. He, right. Who's decorating a Christmas tree in the dark. Well, he was replacing the burnt out bulbs. More Christmas bulbs. More. At least they weren't counting them this time. Right. He was just replacing them. <laughs> Which is where we get to find out that, you know, Mr. Moran was really a great guy. And he really Donated took care of the town. The and park they, and the yeah, hospital and, and the university. and. <laughs> Like Carnegie Mellon. Right. Yeah. So before we get to the Christmas party, Megan goes and has her interview at Moran University, where, of course, she stumbles upon a, a display that has all these artifacts. And, of course, there's the Christmas clock. Of course. Um, Just in time. That, the Christmas moon is already rising. Yep. Christmas yes. moon. It's the Christmas party. This is my absolute favorite moment. This was my favorite moment of the movie. Okay. Because we're at my favorite moment, too. Are we? Yeah. So you do yours first. My favorite moment of the movie was when Charles had his Cinderella moment. Oh, mine too! <laughs> mine too! When, at the top of the stairs. When they all turned and looked at him, Did and you? as he came down the stairs, the old men in the background. The <laughs> because, you know, my dad always takes pictures of other dudes coming down the stairs. That was my favorite <laughs> moment of this whole thing. Absolutely. The best part of the whole, whole movie. Not a, not a doubt. The best part. Um, that was, okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, and then there was champagne. There was more alcohol, mm-hmm. and Megan took a sip, and Charles took a yeah, sip. They were drinking it up. They were. They were. <laughs> I'm just so fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was truly a Cinderella moment. It was moment. such a Cinderella. I haven't worn the suit in 100 years. It didn't, it, like, split open. So creepy. Right. So creepy. Just a lot of misses. It was, you know that <laughs> they overlooked it was one that, big that they, they didn't expect people like you give, and i right. to like d- deep dive into <laughs> you know these things so megan runs into her parents again. they say again they say oh well how did the job interview go did you get it? and she says yes but i've turned it down because this museum means too much to me i love the museum so much and i have such great aspirations and the maid costume so comfy well and then <laughs> one of the aspirations she has is to bring holographic <laughs> <laughs> reenactments to the museum. She's obsessed with Charles. Obsessed. 
obsessed. Um, Absolutely. So before we get to the end of this, we'll end on a, a, a positive note. Yeah. When Charles decides that he's going to stay, presents Megan with her <laughs> snowflake necklace. And, <gasps> I mean, she was shocked. Uh, or she was horrified. Well, she pretended. I was horrified. She was shocked. <laughs> she she clutched that. She put that thing on and clutched it to herself. It was, uh, maybe it was either she was clutching it to herself or she was hiding it from everybody. Right, oh, <laughs> oh, God, don't look. <laughs> well, she don't walked look. through. They they kissed. He was enthusiastic about this, the kiss. There was like there was like a little bit of lip, like the lip, inner lip. Open mouth yeah, lip. Yeah, a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a little steamy for a Hallmark kiss. Yeah, not bad. Pretty forward for but a gentleman from 1903. 1903. Yeah. That, uh, uh, three days ago, couldn't he, be in a room unchaperoned. And he didn't even ask her father if he could kiss her. No. Nope. His father was right there. Her father was right there. But he it? did end with a nice speech. Yeah. Sort of wraps really up, did like this wraps up yeah. the year. I mean, it, if there's a relatable <laughs> moment in any of it, it was this. A message that any of us need. Here it is. Thank you very much. And thank you all for being here tonight, for making this a very special party at Whitley Mansion. You know, for many years, members of my household staff held a Christmas Eve party of their own. And every year I was invited. And every year I never went. (laughs) Frankly, I didn't know what I was missing. But now I do. I even discovered a few things this Christmas season. For example, did you know that people can actually change? (laughs) It's true. Some of us, most of us, okay, me, (laughs) hold on to things from their past that keep us from moving on with our life. Old rivalries, jealousies, disappointments. Sometimes even things that are just too painful to remember at all. But maybe Christmas is about forgiving. Forgiving each other, forgiving ourselves. And maybe the only thing that's really truly important is where we are now. With friends and family, old and new. People we love cherishing Christmas memories we have, making new ones to share together. And so my Christmas gift to you is just this one thought. Remember your past because it's what brought you here. But don't be afraid to embrace your present. Because if you live in it with hope and kindness and love, it's a great place to be. Well, Molly, <laughs> that was a timeless Christmas. Well, it was a thing anyway. <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> it was, it, it took time. We we got to wrap this up with our snowflake review. At oh, least, that's right. Yeah, we keep forgetting review. about this. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's, what, it's because we should forget. No. What did I rate me, or Christmas with the Darlings? Tins? Oh, I don't know. 1.5? Like 1.5 stars, yeah. I, I gave it two homemade marshmallows. Well, we didn't have marshmallows. Are, no. are we sticking with the... Let's the go with snowflakes. Snowflakes. We'll go with snowflakes okay, today. Okay, so I'll, you start. We'll meet, meet, me at, oh, meet me at Christmas. Meet me at Christmas. 1.75. <laughs> okay, we probably need to put some parameters into this ranking Why? system. Well, because I think you last well, one time you said 1.4, 1.27. I like part, I like okay. fractions. Okay. So, two stars, two, two snowflakes. <laughs> what are we writing? <laughs> two snowflakes. Okay. Well. Two snowflakes. Wow, that's pretty generous. Well, I'm no, I'm st- this this is as bad as Christmas with the Darlings. So I'm I'm sticking with 1.5. Like it 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 was just as bad. Yeah, it was not good. Mm-mm. It was not good. Mm-mm. Don't watch it. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Watch it. 
but make sure you have red wine and what other stuff do they drink? I, I, I oh. love when Katie goes, I'm going to need another eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> so just have another eggnog, eggnog on hand. No hot cocoa. <laughs> no. No, we don't no. recommend that for this. No. Um, a timeless Christmas. No. No. <laughs> what, what, how just, many, just no. How many snowflakes are you going to rate it? One. <laughs> <laughs> One snowflake. Oh, I was, I was going to say. I, I give I give them credit for trying to be innovative with the time travel, and I'm sorry, there was alcohol. They drank alcohol in this movie. So you're you're giving them yeah. snowflakes for boots. At this point, at this you point, know. it's about what the kisses look like and how many times hot chocolate <laughs> is referenced. Rosie only made one hot cocoa reference at the very beginning of this movie, so I could forget about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two point five snowflakes. Well. So you're giving it one. It's so this is your you're saying that this is the uh, you know they lost me at cutter springs i, think I mean that's clever <laughs> i thought it was clever oh okay well how are we friends i want to make put it out there now i believe it's on november 27th or 28th we are going to have to watch um a, a lifetime movie because Ooh. yep because Ooh. they filmed it here what yep yes. and it has vanessa lachey she's awesome. a she's a lifetime uh very famous on lifetime i'm i'm in so we're gonna have to pivot a little bit it, it'll be a, a home for hallmark life that there week, you go right? yes um so molly part of the part of the best part of watching these movies is the commercials mm-hmm. we there were no good commercials this week <laughs> but i want to point out that but thank I, god for the internet right, i'm watching these movies on my laptop through the friendly tv.com i'm not really using my laptop for much else these days well, who has time? Right. And I've noticed that I started to get these advertisements that pop up on the bottom right hand corner <laughs> that, you know, videos recommended for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to blame this on Friendly TV and the Hallmark movies that we're watching. So there's no other reason for you to get this. No, no other. None. So I got um, I got this YouTube recommendation um, for this woman who has this video, this <laughs> vlog series on YouTube called Simply Sarah. <laughs> which led me down a rabbit hole. I It's like a cooking. Uh, it's like a home cooking show. <laughs> Y'all, oh. it, I highly recommend <laughs> if you have an hour or 3 to waste in the evening, you will check you, out Simply Sarah. Simply Sarah is very entertaining and the video that they recommended was that we watch her make a um pecan maple cinnamon latte. <laughs> and here's just a little snippet um, that she at the end when she was making the fi- fi- final touches on her pecan maple cinnamon latte. Okay, you're gonna pour your your steamy milk in. Okay, um, of course I did go over a little bit, and then you're gonna put on some of your froth. Okay, and then what you're gonna do is also do your garnish. With a little bit more cinnamon, so they know it's a little cinnamon. So we'll do a little dusting. Oh, Lord! Well, that's going to be real cinnamon. Let me show you how you can fix that now. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I... I, Oh, God. Some some of the favorites that I watched, uh, her... Bacon ranch pasta salad. Oh, you made me watch her grind bologna, though. Uh, she did make a bologna oh. sandwich. Anyway, I digress. So, no commercials that's this week. That's going to be real sim to me. But uh, anybody that's looking to learn a new style of cooking, 
Uh, Simply Sarah. Simply Sarah. She's your girl. She's your girl. <laughs> well, Molly, we have made it. We are Yay. we are halfway through Home for Hallmark season one. Yes. We committed to an eight week um, mini series. We are on episode four. And we would love to hear from people. We, yeah. we, we're getting likes. We're getting emails. Again, we're going to come up with something for the seven days of Hallmark And we love event. your suggestions. Yep. At, um, what's our email address? <laughs> Homeforhallmark <laughs> at gmail.com. He's in charge of the email, people. Yeah. And, well, and the Instagram and the podcast. I wrote the intro. Oh, you wrote the intro. I, I mean, the... I meant the sound clips and the, the <laughs> you post- did everything else. post-production editing, um, <laughs> graphic design. We don't need to air our dirty laundry. Oh, well, I was just, oh, I thought you were complimenting But the, You know, but that's what, that's what the holidays are for. Yeah. Right? To argue with people about. <laughs> yeah, I feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so thank you. Thank, thank you for that. You're welcome. I, I feel, Happy holidays. Well, and with that, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us there. Give us some reviews. We'd love that. Yep. And we... At Home for Hallmark, wish all of you guys a very safe and happy Thanksgiving, whatever that looks like for you this year. Be safe and uh, thank you. Goodbye.